0: your host Doug McKenty, the future of the show. Go to www.theshiftnow.com or patreoncom backslash the shift and sign up today in order to help make the shift possible. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Good morning, noon, or night, wherever and whenever you are listening, you are listening to The Shift. I am your host. My name is Doug McKenty. This interview was recorded on April 5th, 2021. As many of you know, cognitive dissonance, science denialism, and the lack of personal critical thinking skills have reached epic proportions within many communities today. As a result, the shift has been covering less topics which emphasize facts, science, and rational explanations for the state of the world today, and delving into the psychological factors which seem to exert such a powerful influence over the vast majority of the population. It appears that psychological trauma and mental manipulations may influence the decision-making process for many, causing them to unknowingly follow authoritarian dictates out of fear, rather than making conscious political and healthcare choices for themselves. For that reason, I'm pleased to announce that world-renowned self-sabotage coach Jason Kristoff is my guest on the program today. Jason got started in the health coaching business because he wanted to help turn people's lives around, but quickly noticed that either his advice was not used by many of his clients, or they would change their habits for a few months then go right back to their old unhealthy ways. After studying holistic lifestyle coaching with Paul Czech of the Czech Institute, Jason began to realize the important impact subconscious conditioning has on the individual decision-making process. Unless subconscious conditioning is addressed, the conscious mind simply does not have the power to alter the many unhealthy coping mechanisms often cultivated during childhood, as the subconscious automatically avoids situations that result in shaming, guilting, or other forms of bullying that prevent many from achieving their full potential. Once established, these coping mechanisms are very difficult to change unless the subconscious is addressed specifically. As Jason began to study the many ways to heal unhealthy subconscious conditioning, he also came to the awareness of just how much of the corporate government narrative utilized the same understanding of the power of the subconscious. Rather than using these techniques to liberate individuals from compulsive unhealthy behaviors, however, The subconscious is constantly under attack by these forces for the purposes of manipulation and control. A big part of Jason's work has been to reveal the many techniques used by corporations and governments through marketing, propaganda, and indoctrination that actually take advantage of unhealthy coping mechanisms to trick many individuals into making choices which bypass the critical thinking, conscious part of the brain. Teaching an understanding of the powerful impact commercials, movies, and other television programming have on the subconscious mind, then helping clients to overcome this conditioning on the path towards individuation, is a big part of Jason's work today. Stay tuned for this conversation about health, happiness, abundance, and the power of the subconscious mind, and find out more about the work of Jason Kristoff at www.jkristoff.com. As always, you can find out more about The Shift with Doug McKenty by going to www.theshiftnow.com. There you will find hundreds of interviews, including the Roundtable Discussions and the Psychology of Lockdown series, and sign up for the weekly newsletter for consistent updates as new content is produced. If you like what you're hearing, please like, subscribe, and share this interview throughout your social media networks. We depend on listeners like you to distribute this content. Without further ado, I'd like to welcome self-sabotage coach Jason Kristoff to the program, and thank you for helping to make the shift. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this, the 75th episode of The Shift. I'm happy to announce uh, self-sabotage coach Jason Kristoff is my guest on the show today. I've been really excited about this. As most of you know, uh, I've I kind of got into this from the economics and politics point of view, and I've done a lot of kind of news-based or or health-based interviews, especially about COVID in this last year. Um, And then I've just been getting tired of having these these logical arguments with people that never seem to go anywhere. And uh, I felt like I was running into this brick wall. I think a lot of us have felt that way. And then uh, I've started to switch my attention over to more of the psychological aspects of what's really going on here. Uh, started doing the Psychology of Lockdown series. And then I've moved into this whole concept of self-sabotage. I actually just uh, took a little self-sabotage course with uh, one of Jason's students, Ted hanick Uh, And started learning a lot about how much the subconscious mind really controls us, prevents us from being our most powerful selves. And now uh, I'm really shifting from this place where instead of arguing with people who aren't listening to me, there's two things that are getting more important to me. One is understanding my, my own emotional health so I can be the strongest person that I can be. Understanding that a lot of what's going on is really based on this in this subconscious level And then um, also now really trying to find my tribe of people who think like me instead of going out into the world, surrounding myself with people who don't think like me and thinking I can argue my way out of it because that hasn't been working for me. (laughs) So I'm happy to have uh, Jason on the show. He, uh, as I said, is a self-sabotage coach. He also uh, produces a podcast called The Psychology of Freedom. Uh, So thank you so much for the work that you're doing, and thanks for coming on the show. You want to just tell people, in your own words, uh, what you've been doing? Well, I started
1: off, I graduated from McGill University in 1994, and I had opened a fitness club pretty early on. I think it was six months after I graduated, opened a fitness club, and I was uh, it was I was really successful financially, but um you know, self-sabotage affects a solid mm-hmm. And Especially if you don't know how psychology works or behavior modification, uh, mind control, brainwashing. So when you're brought up in the society, like both of us were, there are these programs that run inside our subconscious, and we get tr- there's triggers. So in hypnosis, when you do a hypnosis show. You will see that there is uh, instructions and that there are Mm -hmm. triggers. And I got triggered as soon as money came my way. That was the trigger. And the trigger was to go out and spend it in a way that really hurt my, hurt every aspect of my being. And I really made myself sick uh, until about 29 years old. I couldn't walk anymore. I was so into destroying myself as an Olympic sport. Yeah, right. that I had this pain, it's like a fiery pain, like a lightning bolt down my left side. And it was really hard for me to walk. So I, I phoned the Czech Institute, Paul Czech's Institute in uh, Vista, California. And they sent me, referred me a very high-ranking Czech practitioner in Toronto named Janice Marshall. Cool. And she helped me recover, knowing that I was more infected with you know inverted programs so she knew and that's the great thing about the czech practitioners is that they're really gentle they know the problem is more of a spiritual belief and idea and program based problem so she started to really work her magic she took away my pain in about two weeks she said do this this and this my pain went away and i was very interested in her form of magic and i went on to become Uh, a Czech practitioner as well through the Czech Institute started coaching people and if you're a Czech professional you're really good at exercise really good at diet and no matter how much effort I put into my clients Doug regarding their exercise and their diet they would never really accomplish anything and then I got into the psychology the Mm -hmm. brainwashing the mind control and how it's used on us or how it was used on me. And then once I did a, enough research, I said, well, could I potentially use the same brainwashing techniques against my client, with <laughs> almost against my clients? Yeah, yeah. And I said, hey, okay, well, why don't we give it a try? So I was doing the same sort of hypno, it's like a hypnotherapy, but for success. And the way it's used on us through media and TV movies and print media, It's used to condition us to attack the greatness in ourselves and attack the greatness in other people and really snuff out the light. And I thought, well, it's almost, I I discovered that the brainwashing was almost like a a knife. You can grab the handle end and it can be a benefit to you, or you grab the blade end and you can cut yourself to bits. And there's no benefit grabbing the blade end of brainwashing. So Mm -hmm. I decided to grab the handle end and I started using the brainwashing and mind control techniques on my clients that would exercise and never lose any weight they'd have all these addictions they would never quit them that's why it was frustrating they give me money and i was making great money uh, because the check degree you know will bring that to you but i was very unsatisfied with the results and my client was almost embarrassed to to be working with them because they weren't getting near they weren't accomplishing their goals. Sure. So I did that brainwashing um, modalities on them, and sure enough, they worked just like they worked on uh, all the people that all the investigations I did were the same brainwashing techniques were used to throw people down the evolutionary ladder. I started using the psychology to rise these people up into their best selves, and then I thought, well, this works better than diet and exercise. You just control just condition them Mm -hmm. to be afraid of failure instead of embracing it and then i just let them go sort of you know just like casting a ship into the open sea and then i'd meet them six months later they accomplished their goals they kept working out they never stopped they quit their addictions and i said i gotta teach this i gotta teach this to other people so i opened up i got really busy Doing one-on-one self-sabotage coaching. And then I opened up a school for self-sabotage coaches to teach other coaches like Ted. Ted was your coach. Mm-hmm. And he's really good. Yeah, and it, was, it was great. Teaching other people how to just program. And it's like any kind of magic show. If you kind of expose the magic trick, it doesn't really entertain the audience anymore, so people like Ted and myself we go and say, "This is how you're programmed like watch these videos we'll discuss it, then we work on your questionnaire so that that's that's basically what I do now is i'm fully involved in self sabotage philosophy psychology, and brainwashing people to a better standard of
0: living yeah <laughs> nice I mean um you know i I was in the same boat and I'm so happy that I've been introduced to this this the power of the subconscious because you know i started off i studied philosophy in college i thought you know if if i can make myself a really good critical thinker then i'll have the brain power to overcome you know life's problems i'll figure it out and lo and behold like that wasn't working for me you know and i finally got around to to really studying uh the psychology of things and starting to go oh you know this is the language of what's of what's really happening but then when i've discovered ted and i've discovered your work The idea that the subconscious is is running this program behind the scenes that you don't even know, and no matter how well you you can think, I mean, let's be honest, right? Being healthy doesn't—it's not rocket science. Like, drink enough water, you know, eat eat healthy foods, get some exercise. (laughs) Like, if we all did that every day, uh, and yet so many of us just can't, even when we know the right choice, how how many of us actually make it? And it's because of this subconscious programming. So, why don't you go into a little bit? Uh, about how the subconscious works and, and just how powerful it is.
1: The subconscious is a part of the brain that's in charge of your safety, your security, and your survival. So it really does love you, Doug. <laughs> it's always yeah. trying to protect you in its very unique way. And it has one very unique way of protecting you it looks out your eyes and listens through your auditory centers and it downloads information. And it's looking for the average on everything. And there's a reason it's looking for the average. It's looking for the average age to get married, mm-hmm. the average income, the average ritual after work, what's the average length of vacation. It likes figuring out the averages. And that's its job. It's its loving job. It's obsessed with protecting you. And the reason it's looking for the average or what the most people are doing is because it knows inherently that most, or the word average means a bigger group. And the bigger group is safe. is safer, it's more secure. Your chances of survival are increased when it's in the bigger group. And that's why it has this obsession with looking out through your eyes. And I mean, in this download, it downloads everything in your life. Like every millisecond that you've ever been alive, it's data mining it's the original data miner. It's the yeah. original Google. Right, <laughs> it's almost right. like Google is mimicking what the uh, subconscious mind sure. does. And it throws all this information in, and it, it really cuts it up and says, I want to protect Doug. I want him to be safe, and I want him to be in the majority because he's just a. it's a bigger hurt, so he's going to be safer there. And this works really good. You know, it probably used to work really good 25,000 years ago, but... The majority now, unfortunately, because the subconscious is being manipulated behind the curtains at Oz, mm. is that the messaging we're getting, so it's the, re- the repetitive messaging is really what this part of the brain looks for. And the people ruling us, unfortunately, know this better than anybody else. And they put out this re- the repetitive messages that they're riddling through the media and the radio. And the print media, the TV, you know, even the TV and the movies, it's all about hurting ourselves. And the subconscious would say, okay, I've downloaded the environment where Doug lives and the repetitive themes or the repetitive messaging here that ranks the highest that denotes the bigger herd it's about wine drinking and vaping and other behaviors eating you know bad food maybe not where you live but if this part of the brain as well has been proven it doesn't know the difference between real life what's on the screen and imagined Mm -hmm. thought So it can really look into the TV screen. And if you watch something like Shameless or Dirty Grandpa or Bad Moms, it actually says, it actually kind of calls you in a loving way and say, hey, Doug, we live in the Shameless tribe. And in the Shameless Tribe, according to all the downloads I get, it's almost like it grabs a piece of paper, you know, just like a a waiter or server at a restaurant, and it writes down what most people are doing. But it's observing that out of the the TV show Shameless. So it phones you, Doug, and says, well, hey, Doug, we live in the Shameless Tribe. And I figured it out that for you to be safe in this tribe, you got to kind of be messy you got to have addictions you got to be unhealthy you got to be unemployed and it knows that for you to fit in there the most dangerous role you could play in an overweight tribe is to be thin and the most dangerous mm-hmm. role you could play in a poor tribe is to be rich and the most dangerous role you could you play in a depressed tribe is to be happy And if your subconscious will figure that out in milliseconds, and then it literally controls your behavior to fit in with its analysis. And this is why TV and movies, they're so dangerous today because they actually target the subconscious so that the humans that watch the uh, screen productions are very messy and unorganized and unhealthy. And the result the result of that is a population that's easier to control a population that's easier to dominate and govern lie to steal from and manipulate and this is the very hard it's called behavioral modification and this is what's being done to us since the day we were born i mean like you said everybody should know that being overweight not good so how do they get overweight it's because this part of the mind is so powerful it will make you overweight it will make you poor it will make you messy if it perceives that that's a safer card to play given that the repetitive content of the environment Gives that part of the subconscious the impression that this is where you're going to fit in to be overweight, to be sick, to be a victim, to to be powerless, to be mediocre, and you can see this, Doug. A lot of times where people lose, they do lose the 50 pounds, right? We all know someone that needed to lose 50 pounds and they lost it, but then you see they can't hang on mm-hmm. because the subconscious is phoning that person and saying. According to all the downloading I'm getting from your environment, this stance that you're taking with the 50-pound weight loss, it's very dangerous for your survival. You're not going to fit in. You're in the minority. This part of the brain is obsessed with the majority. It will do anything to get into the majority, and although it seems very odd, it will sentence you to a mediocre, underachieving life, and it will actually coordinate your premature and painful death if it deems by doing so it acquires the safety that's designed into the protocol so i hope that makes some sense about this part of the brain it never sleeps it downloads your information constantly through your eyes and your ears it does love you but it obviously has some flaws because you know today it's gonna tell you you're safer being medicated, you're Mm -hmm. safer being average, you're safer being mediocre, you're safer being overweight or maybe unemployed or taking the victim role. And that's the hacking that we try to uncover and expose to the client to say, hey, 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 this isn't an accident. This, these TV shows, bad moms, dirty grandpa, Thor affinity wars with uh, Thanos killing his own daughter Gamora these have very dangerous impacts on how your subconscious modifies your behavior to fit into that tribe right And, and what's on the screen is the tribe and you can see if you go to Netflix it's serial killer movies violence vampires killing and that has a profound negative impact on our behavior, and it's designed to to be that way,
0: right, yeah, I mean, I think that's where I want to go next, um as you said, you know twenty five thousand years ago when we're raised in a tribal society, and those patterns those subconscious patterns are are the patterns of the of the seasons and the and the moon patterns and the cycles, and that's where our our i think and and you know functioning within that tribal community that's where our subconscious was helpful in, in following these patterns and, and keeping us on the right track. But then as we became civilized, it seems like this aspect of our mind has been used against us by those upper classes or those the ruling classes. Uh, I heard you talk going history all the way back to Turkey and Medea media. media. Uh yeah. and what and and when the upper classes kind of realize like, wait a minute, you know, these plays that we produce have this dramatic influence on people. So do you wanna maybe describe that and then describe in the modern age how the upper classes have continued to understand exactly how they can use the sub subconscious against us um and why yeah, they do that? Yeah, this
1: copying effect was discovered always by happenstance. And and again, there was an an, an ancient country called Media, and it's what we now know as Turkey. But in and around there, there they used to have festivals and plays, and they were always sort of altruistic. There's altruism behind them when they started. So they might have a play in the town square, and the hero, the male hero, would wear a red robe. And then the play would end, and the next day, everybody would congregate to the Agora, the shopping area. And coincidentally, maybe one of the shopkeepers would come up to the government you know, staffers and say, you know, what's really odd is that we had the hero last night in the play wearing the red cape, and all the red capes are sold out today. And not even the red fabric, the, the ladies are trying to sew it for capes for their husbands and everybody the staffers would say oh that's really interesting and then they would have another play maybe a, the harvest festival and be there'd be a heroine a female hero and she'd wear a particular gold jewelry around the neck and then the same thing would occur the next day in the agora they would say this is very odd is we're sold out of all the gold jewelry that similar to the one that the heroine was wearing was wearing in the play And they're like hold on a second <laughs> It seems that the humans have this copying, mimicking, and mirroring effect that they seems it's almost like an adaptation where and they started to figure it out. And then there was two factions that developed. The good faction saying, okay, we know this technology. Let's give the people something uplifting where we can have innovation and invention mm-hmm. in the society. Let's give them something to become better people. And this is where the you know rumored existence of Atlantis and Lumeria was everything was about moving the psyche forward and skyward with the same technology again it's like a it's like a knife you can grab the blade end it can be a useful technology grab the uh, sorry the handle end it's useful blade end of course you grab that you're going to cut your hand a bit yeah, yeah and today, the same people have developed this technology where They're drowning us in negative imagery, and they're studying how we react to the various shows or various uh, movies they release. I mean, even recently, there was something called The Queen's Gamut on Netflix. It was Mm -hmm. a show simply about chess, and chess sales went up 700% on Amazon within six weeks of it being released. Right. (laughs) yeah and and they're like okay and it's the same thing right all, all right Let's, so they all have chess uh, chess matches <laughs> they all have chess sets so what else can we do with them well they already know what they can do with us because and they know that they we mimic and copy and mirror i mean in, in 2001 there was a movie release gone in 60 seconds it was a movie about car theft with angelina jolie and Nicolas cage mm-hmm. nicholas cage had to come to the defense of his brother, a mobster, demanded Nicolas Cage come back into the car thieving world and save his brother from a debt that he owed. There's a hundred cars stolen that night in the movie, and a very dangerous positive reinforcement, which is very uh, evident in a lot of movies that Nick Nicolas Cage got the girl. Of course, that really cements yeah. that it's a it's a behavior to follow, and that's why a lot of movies are about romance. It's cementing the programming. And in that, after that movie, Gone in 60 Seconds, was released in Burnaby, BC, Canada, car theft went up 70% on the first weekend. And you wouldn't think that, I mean, the average human, if you interviewed them outside the uh movie theater you and you said uh you know do you believe that watching a movie about car theft can make people steal cars they'd be like absolutely not <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's it's like this we're led by what we see even in 1989 there was the cosby show uh dr huxtable he was an african american medical doctor bill cosby and his wife claire huxtable was an African-American lawyer. And during the nine-year run of the show, African-American enrollment in law and medical school went up 19%. Dr. Jerry Croft and a psychology professor in uh, Santa Clara University in California said that he called that the Cosby effect. And then it was abruptly canceled when it was at its its all-time highs. And you can see, you know, after there was a lot of negative role modeling. And this sort of... Hijacking of our need to copy the the majority mm-hmm. is definitely being used against us. I mean, myself and Ted, one time we analyzed uh, "Dirty Grandpa" just the trailer. So the it's a Zac Efron Robert De Niro movie. It's a two minute trailer on Netflix, and not Netflix, but we got it on YouTube, and we only analyzed the first. It was the first 60 seconds, the first first minute, and there was 76 imprints of alcohol. And to the subconscious mind, it would have missed none of them. And if you want to look at what the the people who rule us, the human farmers, are targeting toward the subconscious, anything from a half-second clip and less cannot be picked up by the conscious mind. So we're not going to see it. And a lot of these alcohol shots were a half second or less. And the subconscious literally takes the pen, takes the paper, and it's looking for the most repetitive message because that denotes the majority. And the majority denotes the safer group and the safer card to play. Interesting. And this is how our human farmers are making us weak and making us um. You know dysfunctional depressed simply because we're easier to manipulate you know we're easier to manipulate in this weakened state and this is why so many people are drinking alcohol now alcohol in it's proven to cause cancer it's proven to cause decreased lifespan in any amount the phrase alcohol is good in moderation has been proven completely fictitious right it causes breast cancer, causes brain damage, and we also see this repetitive message about hurting ourselves or using um, our bodies—a good time Charlie toys—in in government dictates, which are also repetitive. Because the federal Canadian government only—I think it was four years ago or five years ago—came out and said that the health, they came out with their healthy alcohol consumption guidelines. 15 alcoholic drinks for men a week was denoted as the healthy limit for men and 10 for women. Right. <laughs> <laughs> while, while it's known to cause cancer, brain damage, light, and lessen lifespan in any quantity consumed. So why are they doing this? Why are they always... I mean, when's the last time the government came out And donated, you know, if they can make kids in school wear masks in only one week, where's the organic vegetables in one week? Where's the uh, distilled water in one week? Where's the sunshine in one week? And if you put all this together... You get, and don't forget, everything I'm talking about, your subconscious is always analyzing. Mm-hmm. It knows the government has nothing, wants nothing to do with health. And it also sees the news stories where if someone tries to say something along this, they're attacked right away. Right, Like the tennis player, Djokovic, who said, oh, I'm not going to take the new medicine to play tennis. Attacked right away. Doctors speaking about other treatments about Regarding the pandemic, attacked right away. Hmm. You're downloading it all. They know you're downloading it all. And your end, your end note (laughs) that will be pushed up as a script into your conscious mind will always be this the subconscious will say, Um, hey Doug, I love you, but we're living in a tribe where you're gonna be attacked if you're different. And the difference that you'll be attacked, the lines where you're gonna be attacked along is health abundance wealth and prosperity so stay mediocre stay average and it will make you average wow it will make you mediocre.
0: yeah it's just crazy to think about uh as i was going through this stuff i was wondering have you are you familiar with terrence mckenna have you ever read the book the food of the gods um was that with this i i know terrence i
1: used to listen to him a lot in videos, right, but right. i haven't read any of his books
0: Well, um, in in Food of the Gods, he just points out specifically how these kind of and he breaks it down into matriarchal cultures and patriarchal cultures. But he talks about how, you know, empire cultures, patriarchal cultures like this one that we've all been raised in uh, really target certain foods that will make more productive workers. You know, I think they used to give alcohol as a a salary to the slaves in, in ancient Egypt. This is where beer, you know, manufacture kind of started getting going. And I know that, for example, you talk a lot about coffee, like Terrence will talk about how these kind of speedy drugs or this whatever makes you more productive. And they're really not interested in, in a, a long life for anybody either, because if we're all working for the hierarchy, right, the guys at the top of the hierarchy don't want to take care of an elder. They want to keep you working until you're 60 years old or so, and then they want to you know, kick you off the farm. And uh, and so they're not looking to teach us a diet of longevity. They're looking for that diet that's going to, you know, just give us enough energy to get to work, but not make us strong enough to fight against their system and stand up for ourselves. Um, And you just see it in so many aspects of society. I mean, maybe you could talk about coffee because it's it's a really big one. I mean, alcohol and coffee, maybe and cigarettes, you know, are like the three biggest killers. And everybody ingests them all the time. And then it's so challenging to quit these addictions once you've been caught in the trap, right? Yeah, I
1: mean, you'll never quit them unless you know how to get back. See, the subconscious has its own interface language, Mm -hmm. which is really based on repetition, but some other things as well that self-sabotage coaches are experts at. But the coffee and the alcohol, I mean, a lot of people are – drinking both simply and they don't really know why and it's because alcohol and coffee are the top repetitive messages in all hollywood film and if you're not looking for and of, of course as coaches we watch films and have competitions who can pick out the coffee machine in the backdrop right fastest yeah. and, hey, yeah. there it is or there, there it's always a coffee take out coffee cup a coffee mug a coffee machine on the background on the counter or a full coffee shop. I mean, even in the movie, Uh, fight club with Edward Norton and Brad Pitt, the director bragged that there was a Starbucks coffee cup in every single scene of fight club. And there was, and if you go back and look, and that has, and it's been shown that your behavior can be modified where your subconscious will be tricked that, um, the safer card to play is X, Y, and Z. It can be modified and receive that message in two repetitions or more, just two or more. And in the, if you, you could even go onto YouTube and just put in uh, Fight Club Starbucks coffee cup, you'll get a lot of analysis of that exact happening but it doesn't matter what movie you watch i mean go watch a movie tonight you will see alcohol as the secondary imprint you will see coffee make an appearance almost immediately coffee cup coffee machine coffee mug on someone's desk you have to be good at sort of picking it up in the background um i've analyzed film and you know go clip by clip and they'll even they'll frame the pictures to get as many coffee cups like i analyzed one time the born identity with um uh matt damon Mm -hmm. and there was a meeting between you know a crooked government official, a male and a female that was sort of on Matt Damon's side, but she was also a government official. They framed every shot in this very elite restaurant for government, high, high government staffers. They framed every shot to maximize the coffee imprints. It was so obvious. It, every clip, there was four to five coffee imprints, coffee mugs, co- like, you know, the big coffee pots in expensive restaurants, and then the coffee machine on the counter in the backdrop. So this is why people are drinking coffee. And this is why Starbucks really exploded in popularity, because the, the programming is like when you do a hypnosis show, they will give you what you're supposed to do, which is drink coffee. And then later, later on, once you're in trance, they give you the trigger symbol or the trigger word and then you act it out. So the trigger symbol is the Starbucks coffee logo. Right. And then you just walk in and you think, oh, I'm I like Starbucks. And like, no, if you give coffee to a kid that's six years old at the park, you know, making sure it's not hot enough to burn their lips off, which most of them are, they'll say, oh, this is disgusting. Yeah. And they're exactly correct. If you give a child wine, they're like, oh, it burns my throat. It's gross. And uh even beer, they're like that's not very good. And other things taste better, right? And don't make me feel like crap. Yeah. But people, people are getting, and I, I tell people, like, I got I I went to a hypnotist show once in Las Vegas. His name's Anthony Cools. He does an X-rated show. And my friend got put into deep trance and I want people to know too that movies and um tv shows if you watch a tv it's proven you're in trance right away people don't understand that you're already in induction it's called an in- induction so you're very prone to su- you're very suggestible and when my friend was up in trance he went into deep induction and he was told to have um he had his pants off it's not his, he had his underwear on. Um, He was having sex with furniture. He was phoning his wife and telling his wife things that you should never tell another human being. Right. And there was other people on the stage, too, like scooting like dogs when they have an itchy bum. And it was funny. But when my friend came down, I said, man, like, you had your pants off. You were humping a chair. Kind of funny. Do you remember any of that? And he says, you know what, Jay? I'm glad you asked that. Because I know you're into this stuff. I'll tell you, I remembered every second of it. I just couldn't stop myself. Wow. Yeah. And I said, oh, man, this is crazy. And so this is this is that was in about 2010, uh, 2010. And when I started to really investigate and this is what's going on with people today, they're drinking coffee. They're drinking alcohol, they're plowing their they're using their mouths as garbage compactors. and it's because the repetitive content in the movies and the TV shows and the print media are handpicked to hijack the subconscious mind because you can't rule lions. Mm-hmm. You can only rule lambs. and all the repetitive behavior modification, messaging that the subconscious is copying down with the pen and the paper and then sort of forcing you to act out as a script. It's almost like the subconscious is a director. It's all there so that you never reach your full potential, so that you're easier to rule in this sort of disempowered state. I mean, it it would be better for someone to be an independent millionaire who has their own uh, independent business. But we know that. But how many people pursue that?
0: Mm-hmm. And why
1: does the government teach everybody to write a resume but not a business plan? So we're getting bombarded uh, by you know both ways. We're getting the candle burnt at both ends. We're getting repetitive messaging to hurt ourselves, to shy away from success, to take a knee to tyranny, to back away from our best life, simply because there's more safety Inside the bigger herd, which is an underachieving and mediocre herd It's a trap and it was always designed to be a trap.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. That makes some sense. Well, absolutely and and what a a, a, It's a sinister methodology of control and a lot of people can't like they can't believe that it's going on But I mean one of the things that I heard you say I didn't know that was uh, the Bill Gates provided Starbucks's seed money that you know, you can see these billionaires that are clearly coming yeah, Right. I mean, that was crazy. Like, oh, because he wants everybody on coffee, you know, of course he does, because that poisons people and keeps them down. So then if you wanna, you know, if you wanna have a pandemic, if you wanna sell some some uh injectables, right? <laughs> then uh then all you got to do is hammer people and i was thinking about that while you were talking the repetition the fear-based repetition when the covid pandemic came on just over and over again and i have even heard this one uh this one um bit of information that was going around about how the kgb had done some analysis and again you can you can see how governments have studied all of this psychology that you're talking about, how the subconscious mind works, how it functions, how to influence populations through the Tavistock Institute and other think tanks. But the KGB had discovered that if you bombard people with fear of messaging for two months, then nothing will change their mind after that. Then you've got them completely hooked. And they're going to do basically whatever they're told because they're so frightened out of their minds. So um, I guess maybe you could talk about how... Well, you know, how, how the fear then triggers kind of this inability to critically think, right? Um,
1: yeah, well, that's the, sc- that's the scary part. If you thought the subconscious had a, a weird hackable function, wait till you throw fear into the mix. Mm-hmm. Because the subconscious, again, loving you, it wants to make sure you're protected. It, it literally runs things on your behalf because it doesn't think you're capable of doing it. So let's think of something like tanning. So you go outside, you can't tell your skin when to tan, when to turn red, how much pain it's going to emit if it gets a sunburn. You can't look at your tan forearm and say, I don't want you to peel. Don't peel or just bypass the red phase, Go right to the tan phase because I like that better. And so you have no control over your tanning, (laughs) no control over your sweating, no control over your peeing, your pooping, your menstrual cycle, your heartbeat. So you got to understand the subconscious believes it's going to run things better than you and your behavior can fall in that category. And it's been shown that the subconscious is in control of 93% of all your behavior outside your conscious awareness. Based on this programming, sort of downloading information and saying, hey, Doug, I love you, but according to the environment we're in right now, you might want to start smoking (laughs) (laughs) because everybody's smoking. (laughs) (laughs) Put a cigarette in your mouth quick before someone cuts your head off because humans also like people who are like them. It's all part of the program. So 93% of your behavior is scripted by the subconscious mind sort of pushed up into your conscious awareness you acted out more like an actor so you got seven percent of discernment seven percent that's that's your limit and it's Mm. not a lot right and the the discernment the discernment comes in to play where your subconscious pushes up the uh, smoking script and maybe on the third year of smoking that seven percent you say you know what subconscious uh you know i got yellow teeth and uh, no one's coming up to me my breath stinks and uh i'm wasting about 200 bucks a month and you know what i'm gonna push that script back down and i'm gonna bring the free will in which is only seven percent you only have a seven percent chance to push against now the fear has been proven when the subconscious is in fear it says hey dog you're not pushing anything down we're going to go to full takeover of your behavior and the full takeover of the behavior is that you're going to fit into the herd and attack anybody that's not in the herd (laughs) so of course they're going to be like it's uh, the killer hornets the h1n1 the uh you know, the acid rain, the killer bees, Three Mile Island, ISIS, ISIL, the Taliban, Osama bin Laden, they're going to ram it all down your throat, AIDS, HIV, polio, the ozone layer, cancer, cholesterol, devil, Satan, they've been doing it for a long time. Because if you want to back the set like it's only seven percent that's the scary part Mm -hmm. but if you want to back the seven percent out the seven percent potential free will discernment where you can say hold on a second that uh vaccine was pushed through with emergency measures it's it skipped animal trials let me look into that that's that's part of the 7% discernment. But if it's constant fear, it's coming, you can't be free, you'll never travel again, it pushes the 7% to the side. The subconscious takes over all control. All control of your behavior goes subconscious. And it's like the tanning at that point. You're, you're along for the ride. Yeah. And that's why they drive Psychic drive the fear, 24 hours a day, climate change, at first it was global warming, then everything was getting so cold, they couldn't fake it anymore, so they had to rebrand it as climate change, HIV, AIDS, uh, MERS, SARS, SARS SARS-CoV-2. And so the average person is not only in trance, not only in fear but they don't understand that the bad food the alcohol and the coffee it's shown that coffee triggers even more fear internally compared to say like a freddy krueger movie so when you that's why bill gates seed funded not the original franchise push but starbucks was actually going to go bankrupt Hmm. and like i think was seven years after they started and bill gates senior and Uh, William William Gates Sr. and and Bill Gates came in to say, hey, hey, and why would they want people on coffee? Because when you're on coffee, you're actually under full control of the subconscious mind. The subconscious mind has no thinking ability, no discernment. It will not think past the herd. And it's been proven that the TV and the media can actually invent and manufacture what is believed to be the herd. So if it says 60% of the population is running to the clinics to get the new to get the new medicine well the 60% registers in the mind no that's 10% more than half that's the majority I gotta get going yeah (laughs) I gotta move I gotta get off the couch and that's why it's almost like it's a world war three situation where the people who rule us said look we're tired of bombing places and when we go in there's no gold it's all blown up there's no houses left All the diamonds, we can't find the diamonds in the diamond uh, stores, blown the smithereens. We can't find anything. But what we could do is use the TVs in every house, hack the subconscious mind. We'll get all the people enslaving themselves and poisoning themselves. And legally, there can be no Nuremberg trial because there is no law on the books where you can go to jail or get hung if you trick someone to hurt themselves or hurt their own kids. Yeah. So this is what this, it's not a, it's not a war of infantry. It is a war of psychology. And Americans and even some Canadians, we're all ready. We got our, you know, our 10 mag rounds. <laughs> the Americans got the 30 mag rounds. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, we're all waiting for China or North Korea or Russia or you know, the terrorists. And I tell people, they're not coming yeah because the guns unless you shoot your tv the enemy is still in your house you will be tricked to you will you've been getting tricked to destroy yourself this is just a small clip of it the last year and a half yeah since the day you were born you're getting tricked to hurt yourself with you know, it doesn't Tylenol, baby aspirin, mercurochrome, leaded paint, leaded gas, a thalidomide, Teflon pens, microwave food, pesticides. Like who, who thought spraying poison on food you're gonna eat is a rational idea? But if you use the repetition, Someone says, oh, it's just non-organic food. It's got poison sprayed on it. They just stick it in their mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and it's because uh, oh. it's, it's because of this programming. And you know, you, you pee and poo in the own. I mean, that's the water you're supposed to drink. So I was like, I'm just going to take a shit in it and pee <laughs> in it. And I'm like, right. hold on a second. Right. The, the 7% The seven is like, oh, what? what? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but if you're on coffee and alcohol and Doritos and Joe Louis and Mae West and Pepsi's, the 7 percent's already gone. There is no discernment. Right. There is no free will. And that's why they keep pulling. Po- that's why their primary lead up to this attack was poison them within to an inch of their life. Because if we poison them, all the repetitive imprints in the movies and the TV shows bite harder. It's like a pit bull. And then it won't let it go. It's like, I got to follow the herd. I got to do Like the the person who is under this control, they can't change because they don't have any discernment, you know? So that's what's really going on with people. They're getting hypnoprogrammed to get off their own couch and (laughs) go enslave themselves and their own kids because they don't understand how their brain works and how it's being hacked and how it's always being hacked since the first day they flew out of the womb.
0: Yeah pretty incredible, actually. I mean, um, especially during the last year, I mean, before I had a, a comprehension and understanding that the TV was, you know, had this kind of power over people. But in the last year, I've really come to understand that, like, wow, I mean, the TV is giving people, they're feeding the people a reality that's just clearly not true. Anyone can look around in their community and their friends and their family and, you know, They wouldn't be nearly as freaked out about what's going on if it wasn't being fed to them through the media. And the media just does this incredible job of really, as you're describing, like feeding reality to people. It's it's like a second reality. You've got the reality of your own life. And then you've got this TV that's feeding you this, this totally different reality. And people are just like glued to it it really is a hypnosis they are not thinking critically they're seeing things on tv and thinking that's their real life and then making choices based on what they're seeing on tv it's incredibly powerful
1: and that's why they used to call like your soul i mean the soul that they refer to as the spiritual soul it's the same phonetic word as the bottom of your foot <laughs> right because your soul has to do with that seven percent discernment of Looking out into the world that you're standing on, that's what your soul is. It's the 7% discernment. You're standing on the earth what you see with your own eyes off the screen has to carry a lot more weight. People today are weighing the TV, and it's always been they needed to wait till they had a TV in every household. In the United Kingdom, it's actually mandatory that the TV is in the household, and you have to pay a fee to oh. have it there. <laughs> you get right. billed. Yeah, and people don't know these things. And the UK, of course, if you go back into ancient Sumer, Uh, That's why they call us consumers. Consumers, if you go back to Babylon, ancient Egypt, you'll see that this is the, you know, this is the technology. And the UK royals, that's why they wear the kilts. That's why Prince uh, Charles always wears a kilt. And if you go back to all the pharaohs or all the statues, you'll see that the ancient Egyptians, they all wore kilts. It's the same group. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's the same group and 70 percent of egyptian um, kings and queens had red hair which is native to ireland and people don't even know this scotland is named after a egyptian queen called scota and there is a burial pyramid of scota in scotland and the reason they're really trying to clamp down on Everybody right now is this information was getting out and it wasn't just this information. It was a lot more. So not only the psychology, but who these people are, how long this con job has been going on for and how our history is completely fabricated, our language is fabricated so that we obey. So that we, what the slave life is normalized and we chase it because it represents where the bigger herd is. Mm -hmm. But it's a trap because going to the bigger herd today, the bigger herd's medicated, they're financially destitute, they're bewildered, they're disoriented, they're not living... Uh, f- uh, fulfilling lives so there's no sense to go into that group but the way our subconscious mind is designed it literally forces us over there until we learn how to reprogram it
0: right yeah it's so fascinating and I wish more people so would really make some sense to yeah absolutely I mean I and I wish more people would understand that there is this lineage like this mind control technology didn't just show up with the TV you know it's been going on for thousands of years Uh, and the upper classes have always known this. It's this is how civilization works. The upper classes use this mind control, they control the people. That's how that's why there's, I mean, that's how they keep their money, you know, that's how they keep their power and control. Because if we were free, you know, we wouldn't let them push us around like this, right.
1: in in the average person they can even look on the back of the u.s one dollar bill there's an egyptian pyramid no one even questions that that's not even the point i'm trying to make yeah the point i'm trying to make is above the pyramid is a capstone with an eye on it okay with light coming out of it and that symbolizes that we control the light we control your behavior and your thoughts and your beliefs So he who controls the light, the light bearer, he who controls the lights, the light controls the public. So the the the, and it's about the programming, because you can't program someone this way in the dark. They have to see the repetitive messages. And that's why the TV is a light box that hangs on your wall. It's the biggest weapon
0: in this new World War Three scenario is the TV. Pretty amazing, actually. Really amazing, the power of the TV and, you know, talking with you and Ted and and uh, kind of almost scratching my head about the stuff that I watch, actually, <laughs> um, because people need to start being careful. I, I actually did stop basically listening to the corporate news Um you know, at least a few months ago, I used to always have the part of me that, well, I want to pay attention to what they're telling, you know, the, the mass of people. And then I'm just after a while was like, I, I don't even want to listen to this. It's it's not it's again, it's exactly what you're talking about. All they do is repeat fear messaging over and over again. Uh, and there's not talking about real solutions that the problems aren't meant to be solved, you know. <laughs> um, but one of the things no. that that I wanted to get into, I've had this thought for a little while. And so I'm kind of excited to bring it up with you, but, um, you know, talking about one of the things that I've, I've heard you mention is how, when you have the fear response, when you're watching TV, you're watching a scary show and you have the fear response, but you're actually training your subconscious to sit around and do nothing and watch the TV while you're jacked up on this fear response and one of the things that i've thought that's really dangerous right right i mean as soon as people get scared oh yeah they're they're taught not to do anything about it right i mean that's
1: that's a purposeful um that's what they call insidious programming it's a more of something that's in every movie it's not a particular it's more of a pattern yeah those ones go deep into the subconscious yeah Because one one of the things that I've been yeah, so I can go ahead. No, go ahead. If you, I can. I'll describe that one a bit more in detail after you're done.
0: Okay. Yeah, I just wanted to mention something that I've always found really interesting, and it's on the same topic. But it's that a so many movies that we watch, right? The bad guy is the evil, corrupt corporate villain. I mean, James Bond movies. Or uh, and the one that always comes to my mind is Avatar, right? Where the corporations come in and they destroy the environment, and the, the indigenous village has to kind of rise up, and the and the hero always defeats the corporate villain. And I and I've been scratching my head thinking, why why are they telling us these stories where the corporate villain is the, always the bad guy and the good guy always you know defeats the corporate villain, and then in real life. No one ever stands up against the corporate villain, right? And I'm starting to kind of think, well, because we watch it in the movie, and we the, the good guy always wins in the movie, so we don't have to do anything. We could just sit here and watch our movie. The good guy always wins, and so in real life, there's no good guys, and the corporations just roll over everyone. It's it's such a crazy, it's such it's call, crazy thing to watch. Yeah, it's
1: called a venting mechanism. So if you can't be a hero in real life, and that's why there's so many superhero movies the males are being disempowered so you can hijack the neurological highway and drive in fake and fabricated hero adventures into the neurological system satisfying the need to be a real man and that's why these real men they're dressing going to star trek conventions they're dressing up as boba fett they're dressing up as thor Right. and they're they're living out these these comic book fantasies cuz it's there as a venting mechanism because males are very disempowered and <clears throat> the 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 other aspect you were talking about it's called the activation inhibition cycle so the activation is when someone is sitting in a, in a scary movie and the subconscious mind is proven not to know the difference between real life and the screen And that's why a lot of people will jump in the movie. If it's scary, they'll sweat, their heart will beat fast. Because if it's a scary scene, your subconscious thinks you're actually there. And it's telling you, get out of here, run, get out of here, react, save someone, save yourself, do something, react. And the movies give us these scary situations. And then consciously, we're like, oh, calm down and don't do anything. And then you're scared again. It's like, get out of here. You got to run. This is scary. Someone's trying to kill someone. Get as far away from here as you can. Run fast. And you're like, oh, don't worry. Just sit down. So we get scared. We sit. We get scared. We sit. We get scared. We sit. You can program anything into the subconscious mind. Two repetitions or greater. Hmm. So you can imagine all the movies, all the Freddy Krueger movies, all the horror movies, slasher movies, all the scary scenes, someone just sitting there doing nothing and it destroys their hippocampus which is the reactionary part of the brain that says hey get out of here and this is why today a lot of people again we're we're having the psychology used against us not many people are reacting say about 20% or 30% of the population are saying hold on a second they're bringing the discernment in they're like this is really scary they're taking away all their freedoms they're never going to give them back they're You know, I I know Jim. He got sick after the new medicine. Sally died. This doesn't seem right. But if you're you got programmed for thirty years at the Cineplex, and Cineplex, of course, is it's a phonetic S-I-N. By the way, Sin Eplex. Cineplex, you know, translates to uh, a magical cluster of sins. Hmm. People don't even analyze. The words that they're interacting with. Sin Eplex, Plex is a central cluster. E represents the invisible magic and in all sort of ancient uh, scripture. And Sin, Cineplex, uh, think about that. Hmm. But if you're programmed through the Cineplex over and over and over again to just sit there and do nothing when there's fatal actions occurring in front of you of course you mean you know the the un could come in and start shooting people your movie says oh don't worry it'll end well you'll get out just you'll go to your uh, car in the parking lot when this is all over yeah (laughs) but it's real life you're not going anywhere you're going to the fema camp you're going to the COVID camp yeah And, and people have to understand that the tv and the movie screen and the radio and the government schools, they all work together for this big like, square-based crossfire so that you have no idea what's up, what's down, what's left, what's right, and you're programmed for a complete disaster where you're gonna have a hard time just, if you can't control what you stick in your own mouth, what can yeah. you control, Right, right? Right. So that's um, myself and Ted and the rest of the coaches. I think there's 250 coaches or 270 worldwide now. That's what we do. We, we analyze these topics through a questionnaire that analyzes your specific uh, self-sabotage directly.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it's really good stuff, because you've got to understand how the subconscious works. And then you've got to like, you're describing it as a tool, a tool that can be used against you. But if you really want to change your behavior, uh, if you really want to become a stronger, better person, right, And you want to counteract this programming that's happened to you, you have to be able to hack your subconscious as well. You can't just will it into existence, because you've only got 77% of your brain that's capable of of using that free will aspect. And the other 93% is controlled by the subconscious. So the only way to really address it is to address it at the subconscious level. Well, for the last couple of minutes, let's um, maybe turn to some solutions. One of the things I wanted to discuss is this idea of the tribe because it is so central. And like I, I said at the beginning, it's like, I I feel like, I mean, I definitely got caught up in that in that noble suffering Uh, that we've discussed a little bit and um and just always wanting to go out there into the world with people who disagreed with me and think that i'm going to be the guy that's going to be able to wake these people up you know (laughs) and (laughs) and it just you know it was like beating my head against the wall i've heard that before like you beat your head against the wall until you realize that's not that's not working you know (laughs) like how much do you have to suffer before you figure it out um and now I've actually been making this effort because there is a part of us, uh, of a healthy human being that still enjoys, you know, community and and tribal living. It's something that the predator class can take advantage of by making the tribe weak. Um, But then, you know, I'm kind of trying to find this this alternative tribe of, you know, within the truth movement through doing this podcast. I mean, it's actually you know, helpful for the podcast to find people who think like me, who want to listen to the podcast, right? Why am I advertising, you know, the, <laughs> a show like this with people that aren't interested in hearing this stuff. Um, but I mean, you know, what kind of advice would you give to people when it comes to finding that tribe? If you are waking up to some of these ideas and understanding what's going on, I mean, what are those steps to to finding that tribe and then, and steps that individuals can take to just start healing themselves on this subconscious level, uh, on top of that as well
1: it's it's i would tell people if they want to reprogram their subconscious so that they can make these changes they have to rid themselves of the old programming or you can't strong arm this part of the mind it, it right. laughs at you yeah yeah so you could you you could be you could want to start a commune and you could want to sell your house and travel by a bus around and and you want to go to every sort of protest. You could want to have an organic farm. But these minority small group activities will be framed as very dangerous by the subconscious because that's not the bigger group. So you have to literally reprogram so being your best becomes the bigger group. Mm -hmm. And the subconscious can be tricked easily. It just needs repetition in the direction of your goals. What you need is hypnosis, number one. And if you want the best hypnosis site, you go to Marissa Peer, P-E-E-R, Marissa Peer, and go to her hypnosis site. So you can maybe get even, you can buy the full package where you can get every hypn hypnosis she has. And there's one for weight loss, becoming rich, better relationships, passing your driver's test. I mean, it's better sleeping, more relaxed, a loving person. And the sub that's what hypnosis just means. You push the 7% aside, and then you talk and you give the direction to the subconscious. And then the subconscious just acts it out. But Marissa Peer. Will give you the positive story,
0: right?
1: The anti-shameless. It's like anti-bad, bad bad moms or anti-dirty grandpa. It's you being abundant, you having a great, loving relationship, hand-holding kisses at night, making passionate love, doing what you want, having organic food, always having enough uh, money to make your dreams come true, homeschooling your kids, having your own well, having a filtration system, having it all. And Marissa Pierre can drive that into your subconscious and it can make you like that Johnny Cash guy, you know, burning ring of fire, you scooting across the floor like at that other hypnosis show. But she'll she doesn't work like that. She's going to make your life better. She's going to make your life more positive. She's going to make sure you hit it out of the park. You have confidence, self-esteem, self-worth and self-love. And she's going to drop it in there. And you have to do this sort of hypnosis for 21 days in a row. For it to be effective. Now, once you convince your subconscious mind and trick it that you move to another village, Mm -hmm. then you want to bring in, say, Paul Chek and his book, How to Eat, Move, and Be Healthy. And then you'll actually do it. You'll actually adopt the lifestyle. You'll actually change instead of reading it and not doing anything. Yeah. So it's the reprogramming first. And you can't water down this reprogramming. You can't do a hypnosis, clean up your office, start working out, and then go watch Shameless. Because then the subconscious mind is saying, oh, hold on, Doug. Uh, I kind of got two contradictory uh, scripts going here. And if you got two contradictory scripts going in the subconscious mind, it won't make move on any of them. This is proven. It's just, It just cancels out flatline. You go nowhere. And if you're afraid to change, yeah, that'll probably be the desired effect. But this is sort of how you, before you try to have a better relationship, before you have a baby, before you try to get that next super lover, because you're always going to end up with the same loser. <laughs> you know, right. Unless you get rid of the program. <laughs> you're the loser guy. You're like, I don't know why I always oh. pick the same guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, then, and then some guy wants a really super wife. And she's like, oh, she's so needy. I'm like, it's your seventh needy girl in a <laughs> row because... You're dating your mom, right? You're always trying to save your mom. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And I'm like, you got to get over the repetitive content of your past, put new stuff in. So I tell people no matter what you want to accomplish, I don't care. I don't even care if it's just cleaning up your room. Do the hypnosis first, set the environment as it's safe to be my best Mm -hmm. and then and only then will your your prefrontal cortex turn on all the ideas will start flowing you'll be one of those guys you'll wake up and you'll tell your your new lover oh my god i got this uh, brilliant idea in the middle of the night bang and then you tell it to her and she's like oh my god that's a brilliant idea and uh, because that wasn't you (laughs) It was never you. Yeah. It was your subconscious mind saying, Oh, it's safe to be rich. Here's a rich idea, Doug. And you're like, Oh, yeah, thanks, man. Right. That was awesome. right. <laughs> and then you're the one that tricked it to make it okay and feel safe that it was okay to develop that idea while you were sleeping. And then you, you you tried to take it as your own, but it was never you. Yeah. It was just the subconscious doing what it does.
0: Interesting. Yeah. I love this idea because, you know, I mean, for me, especially uh, coming, coming across some of these ideas, I mean, I'm constantly like doing research or, you you know, learning about how this predator class uses these tools against us. And then it just leaves you depressed. I mean, you know, it can cause anxiety, people that start to, to kind of discover exactly the levels of the manipulation, but recognizing that the subconscious is a tool And that you can use it either way. And that, sure, of course, they're going to use it against you because they want power and control over you. But you can also use it for yourself. Um, And so learning about this stuff, I think, is really important. I mean, as, you know, someone that's had bad habits and then been like, well, I'm a smart guy. Why can't I change my bad habits? What's going on? Uh, It's because I'm I'm trying to use 7% of my brain power to force the other 93% to change when uh clearly you know targeting the the 93 percent and understanding how to you know throw in that those repetitive symbols that hypnosis that you know telling yourself that positive self-talk over and over again is what you got to do to make the difference and once that happens then the conscious mind starts making choices things start working out it's easy um so i really appreciate uh, this message and the work that you've been doing because i mean You know, certainly in my personal life, but in my family and my friends and my circle, uh, we've seen it over and over again, where it's just so difficult to change, uh, even when people certainly know better. And this subconscious programming is uh, is really the key, I think, to being able to turn that around instead of like I was saying, instead of beating your head against the wall, uh, you can start, you know, moving forward in a way that's going to cause you to to find that success that you've been looking for and thrive and not just be stressed out and living paycheck to paycheck. So really appreciate you coming on Jason. And uh, if you have any final thoughts and you want to give people uh, information on how to find out more about your work.
1: Yeah. If they maybe want to get on my private email list, they can just email me themselves at Jason and freedom from self com, and um, you know, drop me a line, ask me some questions. They can, I always email out my podcast and certain articles I get I kicked off Facebook quite a bit, but if they want to come see me on Facebook, uh, I'm not kicked off. What is it? Facebook jail for speaking yeah. your mind? Yeah. Uh, it's just Jason Kristoff. It's a picture of, uh, I think it's a picture of me in a chair is the profile pic. I'm on Gab and parlor and me. We with some information that you can't share on, like, I'm also on Instagram as well. Um, they have different content trying to get by the algorithms on the different sites, but something like me, we, and parlor are completely uncensored so I can sort of open up about what's really happening in the world. Right. And, uh, when Facebook lets me back on, it will probably be at this point, simply a self-sabotage page where we analyze mind
0: control and media
1: and hopefully that won't get me kicked
0: off. <laughs> right. Hope for know. the best. It's so frustrating these days. My for some reason my personal Facebook page is actually kind of really picked up lately. And and so that's where I'm getting a lot of my action. And I'm like, is this really the platform that I wanna be, you know, working on? Um but. Yeah, it
1: is. If you I mean you can definitely I mean you don't just uh, you split split down and like split the uh readership maybe make parlor and me we like straight yeah. truth and the other one more psychology right.
0: and um you know try to service people on both sides of the spectrum yeah sounds good um is parlor back up and running i was on that oh yeah and they shut it they shut it down okay good It's been well, up and running i think for about 5 weeks now oh right on i did i did look at it i thought maybe it was working and then i i haven't gotten back on yet so uh, i'll check that out and uh, and i've been having some success with telegram too telegram seems to be a pretty easy place to get people to go and and uh, you can say whatever you want there but
1: yeah i got to get on that one everybody yeah. yeah, i mean you only have so much time in
0: a day oh, I know. and
1: uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes i try i mean It's hard to, there's so
0: many of us out there. I'm sure the message will get across somewhere, somehow. Right, right on. Well, I'll just let my listeners know that uh, you've been listening to The Shift. My name is Doug McKinty. You can find my stuff at theshiftnow.com. And uh, I like to try to get people to sign up to the newsletter, too. You can sign up there. That's the easiest way to get uh, all the new stuff coming out of uh, my production studio here at The Shift. Uh, you can also find me, as I said, on Facebook at uh, Doug McKenty. I also have a shift page for The Shift with Doug McKenty, and I will be back on Parlor, uh, And I'm on MeWe and Gab as well, uh, and also on Telegram at The Shift with Doug McKenty. So uh, hopefully we'll see you there. And thanks again so much, Jason, for coming on. I think this is a, a really important angle, and I hope more people understand that they can take back control of their subconscious mind and that way take back control of their life. So thanks for your work, and thanks for coming on.
1: You're welcome. Thanks for having me on. It was a pleasure.
0: Yeah, you bet. Have a great day. Thank you. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That was my conversation with Jason Kristoff, world-renowned self-sabotage coach, health coach, uh, and all-around good guy. I had a great conversation, very laid back, but uh, he was very well informed about how the subconscious mind works. I've been doing some personal work myself with a student of his, uh, Ted Hainich of Hainich Health, And that kind of got me turned on to this whole, you know, positive use of the subconscious. And it's just fascinating to me. I mean, I think maybe a lot of us, I know that I have uh, done a a lot of research into things like the Tavistock Institute. I've read Edward Bernays, uh, done interviews about Edward Bernays and and how corporations and governments use propaganda and marketing and a lot of these subconscious techniques against us. What I hadn't thought about is that the subconscious is, is a tool. And learning about how the subconscious works is a tool that we can use to help heal ourselves. And in fact, it's really kind of necessary. We're going to have a lot of coping mechanisms, repeating patterns that our subconscious is constantly getting us to kind of dictating our behavior with uh, that are pretty outside of our control and that were formed when we may have been one, two, three years old, uh, certainly before we were adults and able to start trying to make conscious decisions for ourselves. and we talk about this a lot in the psychology of lockdown series where then those subconscious patterns uh, become so difficult to break and can be used against us uh, when governments or corporations just want to amp if they just amp up the fear in the media, then people get scared, they get triggered and they're going to be more susceptible to just doing what they're told. Who's the authority? What do I have to do? I'm so scared. Uh, I'm not using my conscious mind. And in order to be able to overcome getting triggered into that fear state, we have to be able to uh, really delve into our subconscious mind, find out why, what we're afraid of, why that's triggering this fight or flight uh, methodology, this impulse. And calm ourselves down so that we can stay in our conscious minds and we can make choices based on common sense and our own personal experiences. Um, and in order to do that, we have to do this subconscious work. So I really appreciated Jason. I appreciate the angle that he's coming from. Like he described, uh, he was doing health coaching and it just wouldn't stick. And I know myself with certain bad habits that I have a hard time quitting, right? And we're all there. Uh It's just you're wondering why my conscious mind is telling me this behavior is unhealthy. I don't know why I can't change. Why can't I change? Well, you can't change because when you were two years old, you developed a habit pattern that is deep inside your subconscious uh, that tells you that if I just act like this, everything will be okay. If I just play the victim, everything will be all right. If I just do what the authority figure tells me, everything will be okay. And uh, so your conscious mind doesn't really get involved. And I think understanding, though, that we can take these understanding that about how the subconscious works and uh, and utilize the subconscious, heal the subconscious, um, then we can actually start to make some fundamental changes in our lives that can make us all help, uh, happier, healthier. Uh, we can have more abundance in our lives. We can break these patterns of weakness. I, I brought, we didn't talk about it too much, but I wanted to mention how I brought up uh, Terrence McKenna's work, The Food of the Gods, because Jason has certainly noticed that uh, a lot of the repeating patterns, a lot of these subconscious uh, messages that we're getting from the corporate media uh, and from the governments is, you know, drink alcohol, drink coffee, eat poorly, You'll notice throughout the entire COVID crisis, probably not one corporate source has mentioned improving your immune system and what you can do to boost your immune system. And they certainly poo poo uh, using vitamin C or using zinc or any of these uh, inexpensive supplements that aren't profitable to their uh, pharmaceutical masters. Um, You know, for the fat corporate paychecks, uh, they're not mentioning any of these. Um, and, and then when you watch a movie or you watch a TV show, or certainly if you're listening to a lot of the modern music, the lifestyle that they're proposing, you know, gratuitous sexuality, uh, drinking, drug use, uh, certainly coffee use like Jason brought up. And these in The Food of the Gods, Terence McKenna describes these as essentially patriarchal foods. Uh, like um, the patriarch class, the predator class, is going to want to feed the slave population foods that just amp them up so that they work efficiently And then they want them to go home and and dole yourself out with alcohol and and go to sleep and wake up the next morning and go to work. They don't want you to be eating healthy foods that are making lifting that brain fog, right? And getting you to think, maybe I shouldn't be uh, working a a 40, 50, 60 hour week just to pay my bills and uh, paying, you know, 30, 40, 50 percent of my income to taxation and paying down uh, debts and interest for the central bankers. So... Um, you know, coffee in the morning, poison you a little bit, but get you up and going. And then at night saying, hey, you know, have two, three alcoholic drinks at night to help you go to bed, doling down your brain. They're not teaching us how to be s- smart, functional, healthy human beings. They're actually subconsciously, constantly programming us to be less healthy, to be weaker, to be dependent on the state and the corporate system, the colonizing system, the patriarchal system for uh, our own needs, as well as making us very easily malleable on this subconscious level so they can pump us full of fear, and we'll pretty much do whatever they tell us. Oh, the Russians. Oh, the Chinese. Oh, the Iranians. Better, Better go to war. Constantly prepared for war. Oh the new disease that's going to kill us all unless uh, we take the new expensive pharmaceutical drug, right? Over and over again, we see it. Fear just triggers us right into that mindset. So this messaging of uh, learning how to use the subconscious mind and heal our own subconscious mind so that we don't fall for all of this nonsense, so that we get back into our bodies, we get grounded, we can use our common sense, our critical thinking skills, our conscious mind to make choices, Rather than getting frightened into this fight or flight and not having a healthy body and a healthy mind uh, to be able to make those choices for ourselves in a good way. Um, so it's really important. and uh, I thought it was fun. He brought up the hypnosis. I actually strongly recommend it. This is what I've been doing every night before I go to bed lately. I'll just I've looked up. he, he mentioned uh, Pierce, I think was her name, uh, and I've been going on YouTube. I found another guy that's been just has a whole bunch of different hypnosis uh, videos. And I listen to him before I go to bed. And I have been feeling better and sleeping like a rock. So uh, try out the hypnosis, see how it makes you feel, and see if it can help you to uh, feel better about yourself and maybe eliminate some of those coping mechanisms that are holding you back. So anyway, thanks everybody for listening. Um, I'll let you know once again that you can find Jason's work uh, at www.jchristoff.com. And, uh, of course, you can always go to theshiftnow.com for hours of free content. I've got uh, the Psychology of Lockdown series up there. Now I've got roundtable discussions, and I've even got some classics from KZYX, a show called The Thursday Morning Report that I did on live radio. And I spoke to some really incredible people uh, back in the day, so you can hear those episodes as well. Think about subscribing. I give the full length feature length version of the podcast to subscribers and you get access to the membership forum so we can all have conversations together about the direction of the show Um, and uh, definitely think about signing up for the newsletter that's the best way to get in touch with me www.theshiftnow.com the pop-up will come up sign up for the newsletter and I'll send you uh, weekly all the new stuff that I'm producing I'm thinking about I think I got another show on the burner I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off and maybe tell you about it next week it's I'm co-producing it with another friend of mine but I think it's going to be a really good one Um, and so uh, I'm gonna have a lot of content coming out every week now really trying to help inform you guys uh, as to how we can make this shift, how we can avoid uh, getting caught in a lot of these traps that the upper classes are setting for all of us right now, uh, and how we can move forward in a good way together. So uh, again, you can check it out www.theshiftnow.com. I'm also on Facebook uh, at the shift with Doug McKenty or just my personal Facebook page. Doug McKenty is kind of I'm gaining some steam on that right now. so that's a good place to go. I'm on YouTube. Been thinking about switching over to Odyssey. YouTube uh, cut one of my behind-the-line shows last week with Kilgore Rand, so I've got a strike. Um, I don't even want to deal with it, so I may be looking for another uh, video host provider, which probably wouldn't be a bad idea, and Odyssey seems to be a good way to go. They, they, uh, they have a, a pretty nice interface. Um, I'm also on Twitter, at d.mckenty. And I'm on uh, Mastodon at D. McKinty if you want to find me there. Uh, And a lot of other social media sites, actually. So check it out. uh, And uh, hopefully I'll see you on the website. But I'll definitely be seeing you again next week. Um, And uh, between now and then, have a great one. Thanks for listening. Take care.